Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. This episode may be the most important message you need to hear from me, and it wasn't what I was scheduled to talk about, but I think it's critical, but I think it's a critical topic, especially at the beginning of the year. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I just mentioned, this was not the scheduled topic to discuss today. And I know so many of you listen to this podcast for the tips, best practices, marketing, and conflict resolution ideas that we normally talk about. And I promise we will get back to that. But what I was hearing over the last few weeks before the holiday break made me realize there's a topic I'm probably not covering enough. And so today I want to dedicate the entire episode to supporting you. So I mentioned pretty regularly that I speak with designers all over the country, honestly, all over the world. It may be through a podcast review call. It may be a designer looking for more information about the course, but I'm on a lot of Zoom calls. And I prefer the Zoom calls to a phone call because you get to see the person. You get to feel their reactions. You have just a deeper connection. So I'm on Zoom quite a bit, actually. And I found towards the end of the year, and maybe it's because it was the end of the year, that designer after designer after designer was feeling isolated and alone and unsupported, and questioning their every move. Now, I talked to one designer who was, frankly, crushing it. She and her husband buy homes, they fix them up, and then they rent them for a higher rate than the average rental home in their area. She was on her fifth one when she started having some self-doubts and needed some advice. Fifth. And trust me, everybody does have issues. She had some. We worked through some 
ideas on how to get back on track. But then I said, keep in mind, you've crushed four other ones successfully, fully rented, great tenants. And I'll be honest, I saw tears welling up in her eyes and it broke my heart. She'd never been told that, that she was crushing it. That sure, shit happens. I mean, hello, that's the podcast, right? We talk about when shit happens. But she wasn't focusing on what good was happening. And her comment back was, why are you being so nice? Um, I'm being nice because we need each other. I have just turned the calendar onto my 31st year in this damn business. And if it weren't for my three best friends from design school, who I might not talk about enough, I would have left this industry. No doubt about it, because it is a very challenging position to be in. And I don't mean just an interior designer. That also is challenging. But an interior designer that wants to focus on construction management is an anomaly, not a norm. Now, coupled with working by yourself or in a very small office only amplifies the feelings of isolation that we get in any given day, right? You go on a job site and you get the feeling you're not wanted there. You come back, you might work by yourself. There's no one to throw that out and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they say, oh, God, of course you have every right to be there and bah, 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 and boost you back up. So what happens? You, of course, you start second-guessing everything you do. I would actually be surprised if you didn't second-guess everything you did. Me, I was lucky enough to have these girls to call, this was pre-cell phones, and say, what the hell did I do wrong? Or what can I do right the next time? Or am I crazy? Or I think I'm right. So I have been blessed. And trust me, we all know how blessed we are to have each other's backs during some very challenging times. And then also to celebrate with when jobs are going right, because they do. Now, I work alone. I do not have anyone in person to help me. I have surrounded myself with virtual assistants, which we'll get to in a minute, but I don't have anyone in person, and it is isolating. Now, this is by choice for me, but there are times where I would really love to have another human to bounce an idea off of. And yes, I will ask my dog for her opinion. And frankly, Millie has some pretty good opinions because, you know, I'm always right. But the reality is, there's no one else on a day-to-day basis to support me other than my girlfriends who are far flung from my office. But luckily, thank you, Lord, for texting. We have an amazing group chat that covers everything from family life to silly, goofy videos of dogs doing crazy things to suggestions when all hell is breaking loose on a project to marketing to all the things in between. And that is what this podcast is for. So if I haven't been good enough at making that apparent, that's what this podcast is for. It is not just for tips and tricks and best practices and schedules and checklists and everything we talk about. It is also to remind you that you're okay. You're doing a great job, even if you're screwing up. You're doing the best job you can with what you have. 
And if anyone tells you, you will get to a point in this career where you won't make mistakes, they're lying to you. And if anyone tells you that you will get to a point where everyone will love what you do and love having you on a team and can't wait for your input, they're also lying to you. That is just not our reality. Now, I did go to an ASID event over Christmas. Now, I don't attend as many as I should, but that's mainly because there is no ASID chapter for Delaware. So my closest is Philadelphia, and they were lovely people. But of course, I don't go enough to actually get to know any of these people. And what I was struck by was that I was the only professional ASID member. Now, you may be wondering, what the hell does that mean, Renee? And and trust me, I wish it meant more than it did. But in order to be a professional member of ASID, just to have the letters after your name and not some other word like student or affiliate or associate, you have to have passed the NCIDQ exam, which is our licensing exam. And I did pass that a lifetime ago. And I am a very, very proud member of ASID. And when I first joined ASID, I was a student member and I did attend a lot of events, even after I became a professional member because I was living in New York City. They have a very robust, or at least did have a robust program with interesting parties and events and lectures and what have you. And we were constantly told about the legislative work they were doing to make our industry a profession with licensings and standards. And they gave me all the hope in the world that in the course of my career, that that would all work out. Like I just said, I'm in my 31st year of the business. And frankly, I'm not sure if anything has changed or if it has changed, it certainly hasn't changed in any of the jurisdictions near me. I know they have made valiant efforts to change that. But the reality is our industry just won't get there. At least I don't see it happening. And I don't mean to put down anyone in the industry who is working hard on the legislative end of things. And trust me, I'm rooting you on because it would only benefit me and the rest of you listening. But until such time, you have to understand what people think of our industry. They think of us as an extra, as a perk, as a luxury item. And while part of that is true, the reality is the value we bring to any project we're on, whether we are making a mistake or not, is exponentially better than us not being a part of a project. Now, I do talk about that on this podcast. Your values, how you bring value to a contractor, how you make his job easier, how you become the client liaison so he can focus on his work and you can focus on your work, how you make an architect's job easier by truly understanding how people live in homes and how the flow would be more successful or less successful if something did or didn't get altered. And of course, the value for clients should be obvious, but sadly, you're going to have to remind people the value you bring is the incredible knowledge and skill set that they are not privy to. It's really as simple as that. So let me say, and let me keep saying, I am here to support you. I am here to tell you you're doing a great job. And I hope you would take the time after listening to this to write down three, four, five good things that happened this week. And if it's hard to get that number, then make it the month, make it the quarter, whatever it takes to remind you that you are doing a good job. 
you're crushing it in your own way. Because if we don't tell each other that, I can promise you there aren't going to be that many people in our surrounding industries that are going to be giving us a pat on the back. And so I am so proud of the community that this podcast has created because everyone in it has been selfless and supportive and truly believe community over competition, which I cannot scream from the rafters enough. There is no competition, period. And you may be thinking, well, Renee, yeah, that's unless they're in my town. No, no, you have no competition because what we do on a fundamental level comes down to personalities and style and experience. And there is not a single person on this earth that has the exact same style, personality, and experience that you do. And you need to tell yourself that. Hell, put it on a post-it and put it on your computer if you don't truly believe me. Because I didn't for a long time. But the reality is, when someone hired another designer in my town, and I would hear about it, you know, I'd be like, oh, gosh, I wonder what I did wrong. Uh, that's, that's really embarrassing. No. No, the project wasn't meant for me. But there were projects meant for me, and those ones I was successful on. So again, you have no competition, and freeing yourself of that thought will be the greatest gift you can give yourself in this year, because it will give you permission to just be you, to not be worrying about what other people are doing, to not try to mimic whatever trick they're doing or marketing tactic they've taken. Just do you, and your people will find you. I am here to tell you, my girlfriends from design school would echo my sentiment. Our people have found us over the last 31 years, and they will continue to do so. So to go back to this woman who is, by the way, crushing it with her rental properties, she said, why aren't more people doing this? And I said, doing what? She goes, supporting each other. And I said, well, I don't know. They should be. So that's what I'd like to ask each of you. I'd like to ask each of you to support another designer. It may be someone in your town. It may be someone inside of a Facebook group you belong to. It may be someone's daughter who's interested in the industry. Be supportive. Don't be worried or nervous or insecure about sharing what you're doing. Because I have fallen into that trap. And actually, I turned down a job this week because it wasn't a good fit for me. And he said, could you recommend someone? And the truth was, and which I told him, was I don't know another designer in my town that manages construction. I said, it's possible there are some. I don't know everyone. But I said, the, the designers I know that I would recommend focus on decorating. Now, shame on me. I bet there are designers in my town that are managing construction. I need to get to know them. So the other problem about being in Delaware, there aren't a lot of avenues to meet other designers. We don't have a showroom. We don't have show houses. We don't have ASAD chapters or any of the other design chapters in my area. And it reminded me, Renee, you got to go find these people. There are good, decent jobs, which this one would have been, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And so that's on my to-do list. Figure out, ask my trades guys who they would recommend me get to know. Now, I'm not just going to pass a name along without getting to know them and their work and all of that because I don't believe in that kind of a referral system. But it is on me to go meet and support other designers. 
just like I want it to be on you to support the designers that you come in contact with. Another designer I spoke with said, I really feel alone. I really feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to keep feeling this way. Totally hear you on that. Understood. She had gone into design school and she said, none of this was taught to me. Ah, totally hear that as well. Now, I've shared before that I was blessed to have a few teachers at my design school who did have construction backgrounds and they did share their knowledge and probably were the ones that sparked my interest in this crazy niche in our industry. But the majority of the schools aren't teaching it. I frankly don't know why, but there are designers and podcasts like this that are out there wanting to talk and educate about designers being on construction projects. Which leads me to my next point. I have been running some ads, some Facebook ads. Maybe some of you found this podcast through that. And wow, was I caught off guard and I guess naive about some of the comments that would be left on these posts. I won't repeat some because even though I don't mind swearing, some of them were a little too over the top for even my taste. But one guy ranted. He was a construction manager and interior designers have no place on projects. They should at least have some sort of a GC license and a decade of experience. Huh. Okay. Well, one, we're not trying to be a GC. So why would we need GC licensing? And two, how do you get a decade of experience if, wait, he said interior designers have no place on a job site? Yeah, I don't know how to make that fly, but um, yeah, that's not constructive. But that is out there. I'm well aware of it. I was a little taken aback by how you couldn't even do what he had demanded that we should be doing. But that is real and why we need to support each other even more. We have every right to be on job sites. We add insane value onto the job sites. And the contractors and clients who have utilized us on job sites, they know it. I need you to know it. I need you to believe it. This designer I was talking to said, well, the homeowner was wondering if I was double dipping because they had a contractor on board as well. Okay, well, double dipping, first of all, is implying someone's doing something nefarious, right? I don't know if the client meant it that way or not, but basically they were implying, why do I have to pay for a service twice? Yeah, that's a fair question. But guess what? A contractor and an interior designer don't offer the same services. We work in the same environment. Maybe that's what they were talking about. But then again, so does an architect. Interesting, they didn't bring an architect into that double dipping concern. So you need to understand your value. You need to understand your role, how it complements a contractor, but more importantly, how it's independent of a contractor. And so the designer and I were going through it. What do you feel your role is on a project? You see the design from concept to installation. Contractor, he takes the design and he implements it. He is not holding the vision throughout the project. It's just not his role. You may find a few contractors that have interest in that. They're the anomaly, not the norm, guaranteed. So, but if you're not comfortable, Knowing what your role is and the value you bring, it's understandable why some clients might say, gee, am I double dipping? When really they mean, am I paying twice for the same service? So again, I am here to support you. I am here to break those points out 
if you need a bullet pointed list printed out and put on your desk and comes your daily mantra, then do it. Whatever it takes to boost your confidence, knowing your worth, then take that action. Now, I mentioned earlier that I don't have any in-person employees. I, I did in the past and I have had no bad experiences. It's just not what I want right now in my life. But I do have virtual assistants and they have been my lifeline. They also, by the way, big perk, they're a lot cheaper than hiring someone in person. They also don't typically need guaranteed work. Or if they do need guaranteed work, again, they're a lot cheaper. And that's what I want for each of you to determine. Do you have tasks that you can push off onto a virtual assistant? Okay, what are they? That helps you define who you need. Do you need someone in marketing? Do you need someone in task management? Do you need someone in creating proposals, in creating presentations, whatever? All of that can be done remotely. And trust me, I was not the trailblazer in that department. I actually poo-pooed the idea for a while until I was so strung out and overwhelmed that I cried uncle and got a virtual assistant. You know what I learned? I was a fool to not have done it sooner. Hell, I'm actually thinking of needing another virtual assistant, but that's for another time. The reality is COVID left us with everyone understanding the value, by the way, of virtual assistants. The beauty of working today in the world of Zooms and virtual assistants is nobody cares nor thinks twice about it. And frankly, I've had clients applaud me for taking that non-traditional step to staff up accordingly. But it takes some of the onus off of me, some of the rote responsibilities that don't have to be done by me, and allows me to stay focused on what I enjoy. And what does that do? It keeps me calmer. That's the reality. And when I'm calmer, I'm much more comfortable in my skin and in my value. I'm not second-guessing everything freaking myself out, overthinking everything, because that is my nature, by the way. But I want you to hear me today, again and again and again. This podcast, me personally, I am here to support you. I believe what you do holds incredible value. I believe you are doing the best job you can do, and we can all improve in multiple areas of our life. But by focusing on just the areas we're not excelling in is not going to move the needle. So I want the designers I haven't gotten on Zooms with to hear me say, you're doing a great job. You're crushing it. And I'm sorry I don't say that enough, but I will going forward because I know how important it's been to the designers I've talked to over the last few weeks and months. So it's the second week of January. Now's the time. Get the support you need, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through other designers in your area. Be supportive of one another. The last thing I want to hear is a designer tearing down a designer. Trust me, we get enough of that from all the other industries we work with. We certainly shouldn't have infighting. So if you're a big believer in New Year's resolutions, or if you're just a goal setter like me, that should be the goal. Get the support you need and be supportive of others. It's free, by the way. 
it's free to support someone and it feels good. So for those seasoned designers listening, you probably have more confidence. You might have it in spades. Share some of that. Support the newer designers that might be struggling or questioning their own value on a job site. Take it from someone who's been doing it. It feels good knowing that you made a designer's day a little less stressful with the hopes that it'll multiply itself out when they remind themselves that they're crushing it and they're going to believe it more because a seasoned designer told them. So like I mentioned in the beginning, this was not the topic of today, but I just felt it needed to be said. We will absolutely get back to our regular programming. And I have to tell you, got some really exciting guests coming on in the coming weeks that I'm super excited to share their experiences and their knowledge with each of you. So I do thank you for your time today. I do think you're crushing it. And I know we all need to give ourselves a little more grace when things aren't going well. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening. And I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.